So I'm an athlete, right? You're coming out of halftime. You're down by 10. Your toughest opponent of the year. The first half is over, right? There's nothing you can do about that piece. But that doesn't dictate the end of the game. There's still time on the clock. It's totally up to you what you do with opportunities that are in front of you. For everybody that lost everything or are in the process of losing stuff, there's people who've doubled, tripled, and quadrupled not only their business, but their net worth in this same period. So you have to decide. And most people don't think that they get to decide what how they feel about what happens to them. They just think that this happens, so this is automatic. You get to decide what this means for you. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time brought to you by your host carl sona now before we get into today's episode i'd like to make a quick announcement we're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment mental health and personal fulfillment These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Welcome back to another episode of the Free Time Podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Our guest today is a gentleman I'm very blessed to call a new friend of mine. His name is Jerome Myers. Jerome is the founder of Myers Development Group where he's known as a thriving multifamily real estate investor that also teaches other people how they can escape the matrix of life through investing. However, in my opinion, Jerome should be better known as a person who hasn't forgotten how to dream and as a person who has the knowledge to put a tangible plan in place to actually go out and catch the dream. In today's episode, we talk about how you can create a worthy pursuit for your life that actually puts more purpose back into your days. Jerome, welcome to the show, my man. Carl, I feel like it's a blessing. It just, I'm just excited and grateful <laughs> to be with you today. I, I don't know what to do. Jerome, man, I love your smile. You got this contagious energy, bro. So, uh, you know, the blessing is all the way around. I'm just, I'm just happy to know you, brother, man. So thanks for coming on. You know, one of the things I really want to get into today is this huge, big, hairy, audacious goal that you've placed on your life, man. I mean, you're a man on a mission You've gone on the record and you've said, hey, a thousand units by 2028, I'm helping a hundred people find or do their very next deal. And, and I love it for a couple of reasons. One, it's super targeted and focused, right? 
And two, it's something that is much greater than you yourself as an individual. So I think that gives you a lot of purpose, potentially jumping out of the bed in the morning. And three, there's a component of paying it forward. But what I'm interested to know, Jerome, is, you know, we don't just wake up or grow up thinking about these types of, of goals or missions for our life, man. I mean, what would the 17-year-old version, the 17-year-old Jerome think about that vision that you've laid out for yourself, man? Talk to me about that a little bit. 17 years old. Let's see. I'm a senior in high school. You know, all I really cared about at that point was football and academics, man. I'll be completely honest, right? So they quoted me in the yearbook because we had senior superlatives or whatever. And it was, you know, shoot for the moon or shoot for the stars and you'll land among the moon or something like that. And it was like a Les Brown quote. He's like, man, just do big things, right? Whatever it is, try to do it at the highest level you can possibly do it. And I wanted to live that out. And so, you know, I didn't go into college or any of that other stuff goofing off. I was a man on a mission, man. It wasn't a whole lot of partying. In fact, most of my days started about four o'clock and most of them ended after midnight, man, because, you know, I was studying engineering, I was playing football, but I knew that I had to achieve and I'm going to get deep Please. right here, Carl, right? I knew in high school that in my ancestry, there was some slaves, right? I knew that somebody crossed the Atlantic in the belly of a ship. I didn't know which country they came from at that point, but I knew somebody did. And I knew I couldn't waste my chance, right? I couldn't waste that opportunity that I was given to live in the land of the free. And so I was working my tail off to try to be their wildest dream. I love it, man. Wow. So you literally considered the hardship that your ancestors that you never, ever met before had to go through in order to set you up. Talk about putting purpose on your back, man. And in many ways, I can resonate with that. You know, my parents came here from West Africa. Maybe you don't even know that about me yet. And uh, they came on a mission, man, and they passed that mission on to me. So I always, I always held that close to the vest and close to the chest. Anytime I felt myself strained, I was like, yo, man, it wasn't easy. You know, they didn't work all those hard nights. They didn't take all that crap for nothing. So you got to go out and find a way to make it happen, man. I love that. Um, so you get through college, uh, you land your first job. It's pretty cushy from what I understand, you know, in my research of preparing for this. And you're in corporate America, man. I mean, life's good. Talk to me a little bit about why you call it a matrix. Again, you're on record calling corporate America a matrix. Like, talk to us about what that means. Expound on that a little bit. And then also tell me the story about your light bulb moment when you realized that you were in this matrix. Yeah, so I'll do the, the light bulb moment because it came before I okay. entered the matrix, right? So Duran and I were sitting on the stoop. We were doing the math, right? That's what engineering students do in their free <laughs> time, right? Uh, I was paying three ninety five. He was paying three ninety five. We both had two roommates paying the same thing. We multiplied it out across the complex. The owner was making seven hundred thousand dollars a year. We never seen him. We never <laughs> talked to him anything about the guy or how you could buy something like that, but we saw the money, right? We saw the top line. We're like, man, I wonder what we could do is just to have the money show up and we not actually have to do something for it, that decoupling time for money. So it was then that I knew that I needed to figure out something different than trading my hours for dollars. And for all those people who are salary and they're like, well, I don't trade my hours for dollars. You absolutely do, right? You're trading an outcome and very few people are will able to 
do that job that they get paid a salary for in less than 40 hours a week. And so, you know, that dollar per hour thing actually happens regardless of what you're doing until you own some form of a business that's independent of your effort. And so why do I call corporate America the matrix? Well, partially because that's the way it was presented in the movie, right? The life-changing movie that many of us saw who are millennials. And it's just like, I'm going in and I'm following the script that I was given, right? Go to the school, get good grades, get a good job, get married, have two kids, get a dog, (laughs) get the fence, the luxury car, and get lucky after 40 years or so and retire and live for three or four after before you die. That got old pretty quick, right? Because I'm working 50, 60 hours and if, you know, I look around, it looks like I got all the things, but then I realize, like, no, you don't, you don't have meaning. You don't have significance. And I do know a lot about your journey. I'm a faithful listener of this <laughs> podcast ever since I found working my way through all the episodes and I'm picking up all the juice you guys are dropping along the way. So I know you, you've had a similar experience, you know, the listeners, there's a whole lot of people, whoever's listening to this, they're starting to ask those questions, those defiant questions. Why do I have to do this? Is there another way? And the answer is yes. You just have to be willing to reprogram and, and do some things unconventionally and, maybe piss a few people off who are expecting you to just fit as a cog Mm. in the wheel instead of building Mm. your own thing. Man, well said, brother. And I appreciate you plugging your listenership, man. That means a lot, you know, because this can be like a, you just hit the nail on the head, man. It can be a lonely journey when you do step out of the matrix, you know? And I think that there are a lot of people that are waking up to it, certainly listeners of this show and folks that are already making the pivot out of it, but like they're getting hit with, things that they couldn't have ever predicted coming their way, right? I mean, we all are right now. We're all in this global pandemic that we, nobody could have ever engineered in their mind. And it actually takes me back to when I was in Atlanta, Georgia, four years ago, and I was watching an episode of Family Feud with Steve Harvey, my man that I love. And he talked about how you're going to have to jump in order for your parachute to open up that can take you to all these crazy heights in life and all these endless possibilities. But he said, yo, like when you jump, you're going to fall for a while. You you might get bruised. You might get scraped. It might take a while for that parachute to open, but the parachute always opens. Can you talk to me about what those steps were like for you, man, when you took that initial jump? Because, and yo, right before the podcast, one of your clients just called you and you just talked about how he wasn't being patient and he's trying to figure out investing. It's not always a smooth plan. The plan doesn't always go accordingly in the beginning. So talk a little bit about that, Jerome. Yeah, I mean, it's all about patience, right? But, you know, when I dropped out, right, and just to put things in context for the listeners, so my last job in corporate, I built a $20 million division for a Fortune 550. You know, I was employee number two. We had $0 in revenue bill when I show up. In a year, we had 175 employees or so, 20 million in revenue with 30% profit. My reward for making people $6 million was laying half those folks off. And I remember on Christmas Eve, the guy saying, pick your team or somebody else is going to pick them for you. They're going to have to go after we come back from the break. I'm like, this is the best way to spend my Christmas holiday, right? Just picking, deciding who's actually contributing in a major way, 
who we can live without, so on and so forth. And without question, it was fat, right? Because if you hire that quickly, you're going to have some issues. But did everybody that left, did they need to go? No, absolutely not. There were some contributors that got caught up in that. So, you know, when I, when I left, because I left abruptly after promising myself I would never do that again, I had to do it again that Thanksgiving the following year. I was like, I'm out, I'm done. And the only thing that I had done right was save money, right? I, I knew that I needed money and I knew what, how much runway I had. But, you know, I hadn't figured out how I was actually going to make money when I walked out. I hadn't actually figured out what it was going to be to be an entrepreneur. I hadn't refined my sales skills. I, I didn't have a repeatable process or a lead magnet or a funnel or any other things that you actually need to be successful as an entrepreneur. And I didn't even have a referral base to actually say that I render these services before and I deserve somebody's referral so that I could continue to render these services in the future. And so it was painful, right? And everything that I thought was going to happen didn't happen. I, I went to the banks thinking, hey, I've got, you know, this old W-2. I've got a credit score of 800. I got some cash in the bank. They'll be glad to lend me a million dollars on a property that's worth something more than that so that I can operate this broken business. And the banks told me, well, you don't have any experience. Like, what do you mean? You guys are crazy. I got an MBA. I got my engineering <laughs> license. I'm a professional. You know, I, I just built this huge business. What do you mean I don't have any experience? You don't have any experience doing what you say you want to do with this building in this industry. You're right. Go get a partner, but I don't know anybody. And so I was completely unprepared for what I was going to do. And so I just went back to do what I've been doing with, uh, fixing and flipping houses because I, I knew some people on the side that were doing that stuff. And so I went back to that and figured that out, <laughs> got my pace knocked off in that. Right. I, <laughs> I had one house where I thought I was going to make a hundred, 120,000 ended up making 20,000 yeah. on that house. And I mean, you know, that was a big chunk of my income for the year that I wasn't able to realize. And so, you know, it just going through that process of trying to make everything happen, but never getting up, Going back to that work ethic, right? I'm just going to grind my face off. And what I learned, the hardest lesson that I learned, Carl, is like, it doesn't matter how hard you work if you're not working right, the right strategy. Right. It's like working off of a different map, right? I think I'm reading uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People right now. And the book opened up with, well, let's say you're in Chicago and you're trying to figure out how to get from A to B in Chicago, but the map you're using is like Detroit, Michigan. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it suddenly become very frustrating very, very quickly if you don't have the right set of instructions. So I think where you're coming at or where you're going to, excuse me, is knowledge. You have to know what's up here, right? Without question, right? And you've got to be humble enough to say that you don't know, right? And with that said, there's a lot of people who will try to make it seem like you don't know yep. what you don't know, right? But there's some things that you do know, right? They'll, they'll make you seem like you don't know what you do know. That, that's what I was trying to say. People will make you feel like you don't know what you do know. And the fact of the matter is you do know that stuff, but there's a whole nother world that you don't know. And when you start stepping into that, you can go through the school of hard knocks. You can do all the experiments and try to figure out what's going to be the outcome and test your hypothesis and then go back. Or you can work with somebody who's already been down the road 
and already tested a hypothesis and say, yeah, Carl, you can go that way. You can jump on I-95 North in North Carolina and go to Florida. You'll get there eventually, right? But you got to go all the way around the globe versus going south on I-95, right? And then we don't even, we're not, we're just talking about Florida. We're not saying we're going to go to Miami and then hit uh, Ocean Boulevard in Miami, right? And then we don't even have the street number. And, you know, the other thing that will come out in that book is like, you got to begin with yeah. the end in mind. What does that look like? And having that clarity, I think a lot of us know what we don't want, but we don't know what we do want. And because we don't know what we do want, we aren't able to get that clear picture so that we can craft an action plan yeah. to go do that. And I think that's the difference, right? The clarity is the difference between the people who actually get what they want and the people who just kind of flounder around and flop, flop. Yeah. And to add to that, I think that the clarity is also what gets you through some of the difficult times when you are en route, right? Like, like being able to clearly visualize what you do want and knowing that, you know, it serves a much greater purpose. It's such, it serves a much greater aim than where you currently stand is, in my opinion, what propels you, what gives you the fuel to continue to march along because anything that's worth moving towards, man, it, there's going to be a price to be paid there. Well, I don't know. You might just said a cuss <laughs> word, man. So they actually pay to get what they want. They got to do work. They got to sacrifice. Like those aren't common words in today's uh, you know, media industry, right? It's all about the easy win. It's all about what happens first and what's microwave, right? It's all microwave. There's no crock pot. There's no oven. And I'll tell you, the best cooked meals don't come out of a box. You don't pop them in a microwave. Like it's done with love in the crock pot and the oven. And it takes time, slow cooker. Um, and I, I don't know that we truly appreciate that piece of the process. Well, it's very fascinating, bro, because. I completely agree with you. I don't think we appreciate that part of the process whatsoever. It's been lost on us in this generation, um, this sort of uh, instant gratification generation. However, I think people also lose sight of the fact that no matter what their current circumstances are today, and there are a lot of people that have been laid off and or furloughed, right? Given everything that's going on that are like, oh my God, this is the end of my life. You know what? I'm just going to chill on the couch and not take any more action because life's over, right? People fail to understand that things can very quickly pivot and actually change for the better. And that, you know, today's devastation can be tomorrow's triumph. You know what I'm saying? So talk about people that have given up right now or people that are just down in the dumps. Talk about what they can do to really pivot and change the course of the narrative relative to the rest of the year. I mean, like we're like at the midway point at the time of this recording, just July 9th at the time of this recording, what can people do to start to change that narrative for themselves so that maybe they can come out on top by the end of this year? Yeah, so I'm an athlete, right? You're coming out of halftime, you're down yeah. by 10, your toughest opponent of the year. The first half is over, right? There's nothing you can do about that piece. But that doesn't dictate the end of the game. There's still time on the clock. It's totally up to you what you do with opportunities that are in front of you. For everybody that lost everything or are in the process of losing stuff, there's people who've doubled, tripled, and quadrupled not only their business, but their net worth in this same period. So you have to decide. And most people don't think that they get to decide what, how they feel about what happens to them. They just think that this happens. So this is automatic. You get to decide what this means for you. 
right? And so you can say, oh, I got laid off, so I can't make any money anymore. Or you can say, I got laid off. I didn't want to do the job anyway. This is what I'm really passionate about. And I'm going to create something that allows me to do this and I get compensated for it. And I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z so that I make sure that I get what I want out of life instead of having somebody else dictate it to me. And you just have to decide to have a frame that serves you, right? We can reframe every situation so that it serves us. We can reframe it into a space that we're grateful. The last thing I'll offer on this is if you think back across your life about all the struggles, turmoil, tribulations that you've had, you've conquered every one of them. But why is this any different? This one may be a little bit bigger. It may be a little more intense. It may be a little more painful. You may have a little less hope than you did in the past, but it worked every other time. So how on earth can you give up? And, you know, maybe all your listeners aren't of African descent, right? But, you know, I'm from the Yoruba tribe in Yoruba tribe in Nigeria. (laughs) I love it. If my great-great-great-grandfather could come across in the belly of a ship and not give up, who am I to quit? Like, just making it personal. Because, you know, life's been tough for me at different points. But who am I to give up if he could endure that? And you've got somebody in your lineage who had it way worse than you. And they look at you right now and ask you, what are you doing? What are you complaining love compared to what I had to deal with. And if that doesn't motivate you, that you got the opportunity to be your ancestor's wildest dream, I don't know. I I can't offer you much else. Valuable insights. I mean, what I'm hearing from you is that it's all a matter of perspective. I read something prior to this pandemic. I'm going to butcher it, but it pretty much talked about how every generation before us had some huge devastation to go through, whether it be the, the Great Depression, World War One, World War Two. Like you said, ancestors coming from West Africa. Every generation has had something to battle through. And so this is just our turn. I mean, this is just how the world works. You know, there are highs, there are lows, there's everything in between. And I love what you said about, you know, taking the time to remind yourself about previous bullshit that you've overcome. I came into COVID, I was like, all right, man, this is an opportunity for me to really see how resilient I can be. This is an opportunity for me to really see how I can manage my mind, my emotions amidst all this uncertainty. And hopefully times, you know, will bounce back, some sort of new normalcy will ensue. And I'll have this as a gift to see how strong I've been able to, you know, make myself. So that really is the urge. I would really encourage anybody that's struggling right now to keep top of mind is this is an opportunity. This is a playground right now for you to build yourself up so that you can springboard, you know, higher, faster, better than ever into the next thing, whatever that may be. So thank you for that, brother. I appreciate that, man. Look, man, for all the people who said they didn't have time in the past, you got time now. So it's time to go if you're really serious about manifesting that. I love it, man. We're coming up to the end of the interview here, but I do want to briefly have you plug where people can go in a little bit deeper with you. I know that you are sort of a a master in the multifamily workforce housing real estate space. And and that is sort of the product or the vehicle through which you plan on, you know, creating your dreams and having them manifest. But for anybody that's interested in learning about that, or even learning about one-on-one coaching, where can they find you? How can they go a little bit deeper with you? 
Yeah, man, I'm going to use the website I rarely use. It's JeromeMyers.co. So J-E-R-O-M-E-M-Y-E-R-S dot C-O. You can find out about everything we're doing, man, from the one-on-one coaching to help people get out the matrix to the multifamily investing. It's all there. Yeah, y'all, y'all, please go check out Jerome. I mean, he's one of those individuals where I feel like outside looking in, it's like, how is this gentleman doing all these different things? Like, how is he in such a state of flow? And I think you'll find in having a one-on-one conversation with him that he's as humble as they come. And he's not afraid to open up about where he's been and what he's had to endure to get to where he's at. And I think that we need more positive examples like Jerome that are willing to be transparent about the process because hopefully that could urge us to also answer the call to the journey, right? To march along our own process. And, and honestly, have some fondness around it and, and embrace it a little bit more. So, Jerome, man, thank you for being a real one. Uh, before we let you go, bro, we're going to transition to the free time five. Just five fun, quick questions to you know have a little bit of fun with you and get the audience to know a little bit more about who you are. Sound cool? Awesome, man. Let's What's uh what's one character trait or talent man that that you possess that is your favorite about yourself? So when I connect with somebody, I can see the world through their eyes even wow. when we're not and it's creepy at times, but at the same time it allows me to connect with them at a deeper level and be able to relate so that they can share their thoughts and their feelings and I can truly understand it. It's a rare talent, and I, I'm really grateful for having it because it allows me to build some really deep relationships. Wow. Dude, I cannot wait for our coaching call. <laughs> I need some of that. <laughs> uh, I ask this of every guest, and I know you're a loyal listener. So imagine potential or a physical place on a map that you could travel to. Jerome, what would be more enjoyable for you? Would it be the journey there, however it is you get there? Or would it be just arriving in and of itself? Man, I'm all about the process. It's all about the journey, right? I mean, you think about life in general, right? You got a birthday and the end date on your tombstone, but the dash is where all the stories come from. The dash is where all the impact is and the dash is where all the change happens. And so, you know, for me, it's a journey thing. I love it. I love it. We didn't get into this on the podcast, but you also host the hit show Dreamcatchers. So for anybody that is interested about how they can, start to really put a plan in place to go after their dreams and catch that dream. What episode is your personal favorite that you would advise them to check out to get started with on the show? Man, so you don't ever talk about the services that you guys offer for podcasting on here, but you guys <laughs> did an episode for a gentleman named Yona Weiss. And so we're going to re-release that on Dreamcatchers here in the next week or so. But he turned the tables on me and he asked me the questions from Dreamcatchers and we just had a whole lot of fun. And so it may sound a little egotistical to plug the episode where I got interviewed on my own podcast, but (laughs) we had just one of the most frank and direct conversations And it's a great opportunity for you to get to know me, right? And super vulnerable. He was very intrusive and I'm okay with it because I feel like my story can help other people along the way. That's what's up. Shout out to Yona, by the way. Um, Favorite empowering quote you'd like to leave with the audience today? My thesis on life is your dream should be real. And if you haven't heard that recently, you're now responsible for that. So you're welcome. So now you have to go out and manifest that dream, whatever it is. 
you know, as kids, we have dreams all the time. People tell us it's not practical. We don't need to be doing that. Just do something more realistic. And I'm here to tell you that you can have anything in life that you want if you're willing to pay the price, right? That price of a mission is the only thing in between you and you having the dream that you really have desire. And so if you can do that, just that one thing, you're going to free and empower so many other people. There's somebody counting on you to deliver that dream to the world. You've got to manifest it and only you can do it. And do you want to be the person that stops somebody else from having what they're supposed to have because you didn't do your part in the journey? I hope not. And so whether it's doing it selfishly so that you get what you want or you have that sense of responsibility to your fellow human beings, you have to do it. And so stop waiting. Today's the day. So insightful. And last but not least, man, you know I'm big on visualization. I'd love to know, where are you going to be in the next six to nine months, man? We're obviously going to be talking before then, but where are you going to be? Yeah, man, the next six to nine months, I'm going to be out of the country, man. I'm going. I, I've been here just about all year. I usually try to get out three or four times a year. And, you know, I coronavirus has really shut down all of that stuff. But honestly, like, I needed to slow down and I needed to focus and go back inside and do that internal work so I could have the clarity on what life really looks like. And so been really aggressive on the content production and creation and bringing in great folks like you to help me push that to the masses. But yeah, I mean, all of this is a setup for additional location freedom, right? Because, you know, once you have the time freedom, because you've decoupled the way that you earn from your time, then you have to create that location freedom so that you can travel about and be able to explore. There is such a big world, Carl. It is. It is. So many of us have been quarantined and I think we spend time just on this, on this little Island and we're not exploring. And I think you've got to explore because it puts so many things in perspective. I love it, brother. I'm going to explore with you, man. Hopefully you and I can get on a trip after all this is over. I know we'll make it happen. I'm just going to plant that seed out there. And, you know, I'm sure our conversations will continue to water that to fruition sometime here in the near future. Man, send the check. (laughs) Jerome, man, thanks for being here, my man. I appreciate you. This was awesome, man. I appreciate you, Carl. Talk soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.